It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. What's happening, everybody? Game day. The San Jose Sharks taking on the LA Kings tonight at the Tank. The Sharks coming off an 0-2 road trip. Um, I don't know if it's fair to be disappointed with that because it's, it's hard to win on the road in the NHL, and we know where the Sharks have been up to this point of the year. They've only got three wins on the road this season, but they've been a much different and better hockey team than their 0-10-1 start through the first 11 games of the season. And I did have a level of expectation going into this road game that they would get one out of the two wins or one out of the two games as a win. The great opportunity was against Arizona. Unfortunately, they did not find themselves in the position of being able to get any offense that night. They lost one nothing. Then the next game, um, they got a five-minute major in the first three minutes of the game. Uh, that's a lot of time on the kill. Nine minutes overall in the first period. And then they're playing without a man due to the, uh, you know, ejection of McDonald there. So it was it was a tough game for the Sharks, and they lost, uh, although they did not give up. They kept on trying to fight and get their way back into it. I do not think the 6-2 scoreline was indicative of everything that we saw in that game. But I am very, very encouraged by what the Sharks have shown as of late, and I'll be excited to see them take on L.A. And much in the same way I was excited when they took on Detroit a couple weeks ago, I'm still excited for when the Sharks get into these games against teams like the Kings or previously the Red Wings when it just meant so much. And to talk about all that, we are now joined by the color commentator for the LA Kings, our good friend Daryl Evans. Daryl, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Oh, it's great. You know, it's a busy time of year, the holiday season, and, you know, everybody looking forward to a break coming up next week. So a lot of excitement, a lot of good hockey right now, and a lot of uh, distractions away from the game as well. Yes, most definitely. And, you know, just to um, get the 30,000-foot view on where the Kings are right now, I mean, they've obviously had some quality wins against some high-quality teams. Um, immediately, people started talking about them in the realm of being a contender for this season. How do you react to those types of statements um, with what you've seen so far? You know, from what I've seen, it's uh, it's been definitely uh, very impressive uh, uh, what they've been able to accomplish. Uh, you know, a lot of positive things. Um, you know, when people start talking about contender and that kind of stuff, you know, you got to remember we're just a quarter of the way through the season, so or a third of the way now. Um, but that conversation probably started out around the twenty game mark. The Kings have played exceptionally well on the road, which has been a real big key to their success. Rattling off their first eleven wins on the road. Um, you know, they had a little bit of a hiccup last week. They went three games without a win. You know, they got back on track with a uh, shootout win against Seattle. But uh, they haven't played a lot of division games. Division games always seem to have a little extra spice to them. Uh, you know, you get those rivalries, you know, teams that you've played a lot against over the last number of years. So uh, it's uh, it, it'll be interesting to see the way it plays out. The Kings are definitely an improved team from where they were last year. The acquisition of uh, Dubois in the offseason is added to the depth that they have up front. 
Trevor Lewis coming in has really made an impact on the Kings penalty kill, uh, which currently sits number two in the NHL. Mm -hmm. So they've done a real good job in that regard. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of things that have improved. Uh, they're getting some contributions from now. You look at Byfield, the year that he's having, he's off to a good start. Kaliev contributing. Uh, Laferriere has been a little bit of a bright spot, uh, not necessarily uh, slated to be on the roster until training camp, but he had a, a great camp. So uh, there's, a, there's a, lot of, a lot of good things going on. England back in the blue line has been a good addition as well. They've given him some depth on the blue line. Right now, the Gavrikov off, Movarara stepped in for the last couple of games, and it's been a seamless, seamless transition for him. And then probably the big story is the goaltending. Uh, you know, uh, Kings were, you know, a lot of people probably weren't sure what the Kings would get in goal from Talbot and uh, Copley. Uh, Talbot's had an outstanding start. He's enjoying playing in front of, uh, behind the team that's in front of him. They're doing a great job at blocking shots. Very easy to read and predict. And, uh, you know, Copley had a little bit of a shaky start there, but he seems to have gotten his game back on track. Right now he's out with an injury and not sure how long he'll be out, but uh, uh, we'll see how it goes. But a lot, a lot of good things going on for the hockey club, for sure. Yeah, you bring up the uh, the scheduling. You know, San Jose has already played Vancouver three times, and this will be the first meeting between the Sharks and Kings up to this point. And I think they've played Vegas up to three times as well already this season. Like, I was, I was laughing with my buddy when we first looked at the schedules. Like, I can't believe the Kings and Sharks aren't playing until the middle of December, almost Christmas. <laughs> I don't I, – I feel like there should be more balance throughout the year. Obviously, I'm not the one making the schedule. It's uh, probably easier said than done. But wouldn't you like to see it a little bit more evenly paced out? I, I agree 100%. Like, the other night against uh, Seattle, that was just the Kings' fourth division game. They haven't played Vancouver. They haven't played uh, Edmonton. They haven't played Calgary yet and haven't played San Jose yet. Um, they're going to finish with Vegas next week. They'll be done with them for the season next week. And uh, like you say, we haven't played you know most of the teams yet. We're in a stretch right now where we're going to play seven straight against the division. So we'll get caught up in that regard. But yeah, you'd, you'd hope that they could kind of balance it out a little bit, um, you know, because Let's just, you know, let's face it, you know, if you get finished with a team before Christmas, you don't get to see them the second half of the year. Sometimes it takes a team that long to, you know, to kind of find their groove a little bit. So, but again, that's, uh, you know, that that's not our job. Uh, again, it's a lot more difficult than I think we think it is, but um, it, it's unfortunate if it works out like that sometimes. What's your take on the Sharks up to this point? They obviously started out 0-10-1, but since that point have been relative res relatively respectable playing close to 500 hockey or in that vicinity. They had a three, two and one East coast road trip. Um, you know, this team was, they were bad to start off the season, obviously, but they've, they've been, you know, like I said, decent since that point. Yeah. I think, you know, when a team gets off to a rocky start, like, you know, the shark, what happened with the sharks there, it, it snowballs real quick and, you know, you get down on yourself and the next thing, you know, you see a few teams in front of you rattle off a bunch of wins and, now, all of a sudden, you've got a huge gap between yourself and them. And you already got an uphill challenge coming into the season when you look at, you know, like, again, from the Sharks standpoint, they look at, you know, where Vegas was last year, defending Stanley Cup champions. You got Edmonton. We know how good that they are. Vancouver came out franchise best start. You know, Kings are, you know, a good hockey club. So, you know, right off the bat, you're sitting there going, oh, good. You know, we've already dug ourselves a hole. Uh but I think, you know, they're a proud hockey club, proud organization. They've gone through some significant changes and injuries over the last couple of years. Uh, I think what you're seeing from them now is, 
you know, the type of hockey club that they're going to be the rest of the year. Uh, you know, if you don't bring your best game they're they're going to take points away from you. And, you know, they're going to get on a run just like everybody else does. You know, look at the start that Edmonton got off to. And then all of a sudden they rattled off eight in a row. And next thing you know, they're back in the picture again. So uh, you don't count anybody out. Everybody that plays in the National Hockey League is a proud hockey player. Right. And every organization is proud. They take a lot of pride. And you know, and they, they don't want to, you know, they feel for their fans too. They, they want to make sure that they give their fans, you know, the best product that they can possibly do. So, uh, you know, they're turning it around. It's going to be, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, these are the toughest games to play, you know, the ones that you're expected to win. So uh, expect the best game out of the Sharks tonight. And, from the Kings standpoint, uh, they'll be looking to bring their best too, because they know they just, you know, had one win in the last four games. So they want to keep that, you know, that direction going and it's not going to be easy. Did anyone ever ask Todd about uh, what happened with Jay Woodcroft? I know he probably didn't want to speak specifically on Edmonton, but he and Jay are obviously friends. Yeah, they're very close. Uh, you know, not too much was said about it. Uh, you know, he, you know, he's always over the years, you know, talking about Jay, you know, good coach and, you know, the way he runs his bench and things like that. Uh, you know, I think from the Edmonton Oilers standpoint, you know, when, when you look at things, things weren't going well, it's, you know, you've got to look to make some type of change. And, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, it's the coach that uh, ends up paying the price. And, you know, these, these coaches are good coaches, uh, you know, they're coaching at the highest level in the world and they all go out and they get, they get jobs at other places because they're, you know, they are good coaches. So yeah. it'll be just a matter of time, but no, he didn't say too much, uh, you know, personally, uh, you know, they had a good relationship. He said he talked to him a little bit and, you know, and that kind of stuff, but not too much in regards to, you know, how and why and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just, it's something we've been talking about uh, a lot up here lately, just because we've seen it with, like I said, with Jay and then Dean, obviously. And it's not like Minnesota has magically turned it around. And obviously we're in the, you know, recency of what happened in St. Louis. But, you know, I always think like, wouldn't Edmonton have been here anyway? Like, wouldn't they have eventually had that correction? Like you're watching Skinner make saves. Like I just, I, like you said, like, you know, the, the coach takes the ax, but I, I don't always know that that makes the most sense. It feels so reactionary to me, and especially in the NHL, where I feel like coaches are not seen as disposable, but just not as important. Because in the NFL, it took till almost Thanksgiving to get to their first coach getting fired, and that was you know, almost the halfway mark, whereas in the NHL, we were barely at the quarter mark when the first one happened. Yeah, I remember that when, uh, you know, when the Kings let uh, Terry Murray go, back in 2011 and then brought in, uh, you know, Daryl Sutter at that time, they went on to win the Stanley cup. But I remember the comments from a lot of the players and they, they felt that they cost uh, Terry Murray his job because of their performance on the ice. And Daryl Sutter was the recipient of coming in to a team that, okay, whatever the coach says now, you know, we got to do, you know, we cost our last guy's job. So, you know, he was a recipient of getting everybody on board. Mm -hmm. uh, not to say that he didn't do a great job. He did do a great job with the hockey club, obviously winning two cups with them. Right. But, you know, like you say, sometimes it's a, it's a, you know, like a knee jerk reaction. Sometimes we don't know all the stories be, you know, in behind the scenes that maybe he's not getting along with the players. Maybe the players have tuned him out. Uh, I don't think that's the case, you know, like with Jay or, you know, a lot of the guys that, it happened um you know when when uh, ownership sees that they get that reaction all of a sudden you know like let's say they go out and they win four or five out of seven eight games right off the bat they go oh, you know we just needed a, you know a fresh voice and then like you say the smoke settles and you know you're back to not exactly where you were before but you know it's a tough ride again um you know it's it, it's tough uh, these coaches i think uh you know the, the job that they have i mean it's it's a great job when things are going well but 
the time that they put in, uh, you know, just the amount of pressure that is upon them each and every day. You know, you, you have to feel for them because they're generally the ones that uh, are on the line night in and night out as much as, you know, the players, you know, they've got a job to do out there. But a coaching job is not an easy one. Well, it's made the division this year extremely interesting because Anaheim has not taken the step forward that I expected. L.A., as you know, they've continued on the pace that we saw last year, and we can see that where this team is headed. Um, you know, Vegas, they're doing their thing. You know, we're watching Edmonton come to life. Uh, I mean, yeah, Calgary is a very interesting one to me right now. Like, what, what's your take on this specific division right now? Yeah, it's there's and because we have and Vancouver, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, because we haven't played, but watching from the outside, it is very interesting. Again, the start that Van Go Vancouver got off to, I think Rick Talk has done an outstanding job, you know, with that group. Uh, he's getting a lot out of those guys. You know, Calgary kind of looked like they slipped, and they're, they're starting to gain a little bit of traction. Uh, you know, they've they've got some good hockey players on that club. Uh, you know, some real you know high end players. Uh, you know, that uh, Kadri, Huberto, those type of guys. I mean, these are good hockey players, and you know they should be able to you know help pull a team back into the battle. Uh, but it's you know it, it's a matter of you know when you get into the division games that you play in, you know all recognized as four point games. Those are big games, and if you can succeed in your in your division, you know generally you're going to have a you know pretty good season. So uh, we'll see how that all plays out. But a little bit a little bit surprised at, at a couple of teams, and you know again on the other side of things, you know I think everybody expected Anaheim to be a little bit better. Uh, you know they knew San Jose was going to struggle, not to the you know to the extreme that they did, but I think they're they're finding their way back into the battle and they're going to be a team that you, you know you have to watch again uh because i don't want to say you know they're down and out but they're going to play a relaxed style of hockey you know they're going to go out there and guys are going to be encouraged to go out there and just play hockey and you know yeah. not take a look at don't worry about the standing so to speak you know kings have gone through that you know a number of times over the years as does, as does every franchise so uh i think you'll see some of their young guys start to you know maybe take on uh more prominent roles get a chance to play uh, in the critical situations and, the, you know, the veteran leaders that they have will do a good job at embracing those guys. Uh, but it, uh, you know, with, with the other teams out there, you know, again, uh, injuries play a big factor. You got to stay healthy. Uh, and it, it's a grind. Uh, and we really get to get into the, into the tough, you know, the real tough part of the schedule. Uh, you know, I think once we turn the, through the holiday, everybody's got a busy January leading into the break in February. So uh, I think that's going to be a pivotal month, uh, to see that, you know, where the uh, true races are going to begin when we return play in the middle of February. Yeah, most definitely. Um, when you watch the Kings right now, what are you looking for that's indicative of them having the game that they want to be playing out there on the ice? What looks like winning Kings hockey right now? They play a clean game of hockey, uh, you know, and, and clean, I mean, by, you know, tape to tape passes break out of their own zone quickly, attack and defend in five-man units. Uh, when they're doing that kind of stuff, that, that in-your-face hockey, uh, Tom McClellan's had the luxury of being able to utilize all four lines. Uh, and the four lines balance that they have, they're getting scoring from the you know the fourth line. Uh, and, you know, Trevor Lewis and Blake Lazad have done a great job on the penalty kill, eating up some critical minutes, you know, buying a little bit of uh, rest for guys like Kopitar, Kempe, you know, Dano, Dubois, and those type of guys. So I think that's the key with the four lines going, the solid goaltending that they've been able to get. Uh, if, if those things are in place, the Kings are a tough team to play against. What do you think they're worried about with San Jose? I know you alluded to the fact that the pressure's not on San Jose. 
Um, both Mackenzie Blackwood and Capo Kakinen have been good despite some of the numbers that surround them. So what do you think LA is looking at going into this game? And then does, does Todd have to say something extra like, don't be fooled by the record? Like, is that something that he maybe has to put emphasis on? No, you know, I think from the Kings standpoint, and, you know, we've even talked about it, like, with different guys through the course of the year, you know, you know, just like you say, hey, what you see what's happening over here and all that. And, of course, they're focused upon their own team. But they know that, you know, San Jose's a proud team. And, you know, the guys that have been around for a long time, guys in Kopitar and Dowdy, uh, Trevor Lewis, that have played against this franchise, uh, San Jose, for a number of years, again, they know how proud of a hockey club they are. And they know how, you know, tough these games are when you get into these rivalry games regardless of what the records are you know it's just like when you see that you know toughest matchups you know one team could be 20 and 0 the other team could be 0 and 20 but that game everything's going on the line and that's i think the type of game the kings are expecting from san jose san jose would like nothing better than to go out there and you know spoil spoil the game for the kings and you know take the two points uh you know and uh, the kings are going to have to do they're going to have their hands full uh, i think special teams will be a big part of the game as well uh, Kings power play is on a little bit of a run. Uh, their penalty kill has been very consistent mm -hmm. all year, arguably the most consistent part of their game, but it's a 60 minute commitment and, uh, they'll expect the Sharks best game tonight, man. I, you know, you brought up the rivalry and I thought about this when the, the Sharks played the Red Wings on that road trip a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and obviously it's different now because, you know, the Red Wings are no longer, uh, in this conference, <laughs> but, you know, thinking back to how it was, um, you know, a, a decade ago, um, you know, I remember I, had you on my radio show on KMBR every possible time. And, you know, just because when the Kings and the Sharks met, whether it was regular season or, you know, in the playoffs, I mean, that felt, it felt so big. I mean, even those regular season games, I remember there was one game before they met in the 2014 postseason. I think it had the, you know, at that point, the record number of hits that season. Like it was just brutality out there on the yep. ice, but that brutality <laughs> was juxtaposed with like the best darn hockey you could possibly watch. It was so much fun. Yeah, there was some great hockey at that time. And, you know, those rivalries, rivalries, like you say, like they're, they're established in the playoffs, but they continue through the regular season. And, you know, again, even in those games are, you know, we're 10 years maybe removed from those games. There's still a couple of guys that were around. But more importantly, you know, the, the organizations themselves, they, they know that, you know, this is a rival type of game. And, uh, you know, San Jose is, you know, they're in a different uh, – part of the curve and with regards to uh you know their growth right now where the kings again with the kings have gone through the last few years they've kind of they're a little bit ahead of of san jose and anaheim in that regard and they want to keep themselves there they they know that these teams are coming you know they, they everybody's got a rearview mirror and they know that if you open you know we open the door a little bit you give a little bit of daylight what you can do with confidence so uh the kings will look to take all that confidence away from san jose they know how hard it is to come into the tank and play uh san jose notorious for getting off to a good start in their building it, it's a tough building to play in. it's uh they create a great environment there the fans do and uh the kings will be prepared for it you know i'm sure todd will probably have a little bit of a voice as to he knows what's going on on the other side like he knows what they you know what they've done there and and he knows from the king standpoint uh you know what they need to get done in order to you know to succeed tonight and get the two points that they that they you know desperately need and want well daryl i will let you go but it's a pleasure talking to you as always and i'll see you in a few hours at the tank all right look forward to it and uh happy holidays to you and your family all the best enjoy it and all the best in 2024 and a happy holidays to you and yours, Daryl. Thank you so much for coming on, as always. Again, that was Daryl Evans joining us here on the Sharks Audio Network, giving us some background on the LA Kings heading into tonight's game. 
Speaking of tonight's game, it's an ESPN Plus game, so you're going to want to sync it with Dan Rusinowski and Brett Hedekin on the Sharks Audio Network. Of course, you can do that just by pressing pause on your TV, waiting for Dan to start, and then pressing play right when they're doing the drop as Dan is broadcasting. That is the easiest way. Hedy and Dan tonight at 7 o'clock pregame, 7.30 go time right here on the Sharks Audio Network. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yend.